1: At Metro by T-Mobile, we're giving you more savings. Get the new iPhone SE now with 5G at the lowest price and prepaid. Just $79.99 when you switch. I post a lot, so I need a phone that keeps up with me. And thanks to the iPhone SE with 5G and advanced 4K camera, I'm snapping and sharing while my followers are smashing the like button. Switch and get the iPhone SE for just $79.99. Only at Metro. Metro. Limited time offer in store only price for 64GB model with eligible port, $60 plan, and ID. See 5G device coverage and access details at Metrobytmobile.com.
2: Ah, please do come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top 10 lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit as it were so procure the libation of your choice and pardon my candor sit down shut up and listen here are your hosts the debutantes of debauchery the queens of crass, the mistresses of muck rockery
3: emma and lo hello i am emma gray and i'm lo hi lo how are we feeling today
0: we're feeling good how are you
3: you know, I did not go to work today, so I'm yes, feeling great.
0: We love to see it.
3: Yeah, well, you know, enough thirteen year olds throw tennis balls at your head, and
0: you're <laughs> like, "I need a, I need a break." Yes, I don't blame you. What'd you do
3: to relax and recharge <laughs> today? Okay, clean my apartment top to bottom, mm-hmm. and Ethan, my boyfriend, he helped me out too, and so um, that was great. I don't know what it is, but I'm always like cleaning when I'm stressed out. I'm like, what a healthy habit. Growing
0: up, I never understood my mom, and now I'm like, I get it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: When you're in your late 20s, you're like, oh, suddenly I am my mother. Yes. Cool. (laughs) That's a fun discovery. More
0: bad ways than good ones, probably, but, you know, it is what it is.
3: Yeah, well, anyway, welcome to our podcast. This is 10s on 10s, <laughs> where we will be ranking whatever we feel like it. Um, and today we have a pretty interesting topic, and I think it's going to take us a while, so I figured we'd jump right into yes. it. Um, and we thought we would rank um, top 10 most bizarre times
0: to be alive. Uh, how did you feel about this one? Did, was it an easy one for you to search up? No, it wasn't. I feel like I kept doing, like, I found like four or five time periods I really wanted to talk about. Um, and then it was just more like events, but I learned so much, like Wikipedia and I are BFFs. BFFs. Yeah. Oh it was God. awesome. And they, they keep asking me to donate and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> not I today. don't have the money. But I will soon for sure. What about you? Did you have a hard time? Oh God. Yeah. And
3: so, you know, we took like a little bit longer with our research on this than yeah. last time. For sure. So like two weeks of me Googling weird shit that happened. And I did that at work instead of doing probably what yeah. I was supposed to. Yeah. So i I'm like at this point. Fuck this job. Fuck these people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I spent a whole lot of time Googling shit, and it was a blast. I had yeah. a good time, and I did discover a lot of crazy shit that I didn't expect to discover. But I had a hard time finding, like, specific eras, too. Mm-hmm. So I do also have, like, a few people on my list. Yeah. You ready to dive in? I
0: am. I am. All right. Sure. Do you want to start us off with your number 10? Sure. So we're going from least to most bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So number 10 for me was the Salem Witch Trials of 1692 and 1693. Mm. So we're all very familiar. Mm. Um, In Salem, Massachusetts, people were being accused of witchcraft, the series of trials, for about two years. Um, More than 200 people were accused of being witches, okay? So 30 were found guilty in these trials. 19 of them were hanged. Jesus Christ. And I just find it so bizarre. Like, obviously this needs to be on the list for many reasons, right? But I think it's, like, very strange that you can just chill in a village, minding your own business, and then some, like, little girl gets (laughs) upset that you, like, took her stick doll or something, and she just blames you. And she's like, you're a witch, and you have absolutely no way to prove otherwise. Oh my god, yeah, that's pretty Insane, right? So, hysteria, religious intolerance, ignorance, etc., like, abounded during this, um... When in reality, it was probably more like epilepsy or, Mm -hmm. you know, er ergo poisoning. Is that 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 crazy theory where, like, mold got into the water? Yeah, so, like, er ergo or ergot, I don't know how to pronounce it. Probably should have looked that up. It's okay. Um, We're professionals. We don't need to look. We're experts. We're right about (laughs) it. But, yeah, apparently, like, the fungus, like, got into their hay supply Mm. and their, I think, wheat supply. So, Mm. like, they would ingest bread and things like that, and it would kind of cause them to go a little insane. Um, So, like, classic. We don't understand it. Let's criminalize it. Of course. Um. Yeah, and then it ended, which I find funny because the governor's wife was accused of being a witch, and so the governor was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm out. We gotta stop this nonsense." I kind of, I stand
3: a little bit. Someone had a political agenda, <laughs> yes, and they were like, "Absolutely, ah. that's really funny." I feel like if I were around during the Salem witch trials, I would be like,
2: "I'm
0: like starting some shit today. I'm
3: gonna <laughs> accuse Goody Proctor. Yes. Like that seems like my vibe. Um, that's like." Me in high school being like, I should tell my boyfriend I missed my period
0: for no reason. <laughs> you are the drama. <laughs> yes, You would have been accused gonna... left and right. I would have died. I would have been, like, the first one on trial. and have no way to prove that I'm not a witch. <laughs> Jesus. But, you know. So that's my number ten. Obviously very bizarre, but we're going to get more bizarre. Mm, so.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I like to think about the Salem witch trials a lot because I'm obsessed with witches. That was, like, definitely a thing I was into when mm-hmm. I was a kid. But then I like to think of all the things that would I would be, like prosecuted as a witch for today, oh, yeah. like, oh my god, she can't see? She wears glasses? Killer. Or, like, she has a pet rabbit? That's weird. Killer. Yeah, she or, has the
0: ability to vote? Killer. Oh
3: god, killer. <laughs> she says fuck? Oh Death. no. immediately. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> so, my number 10 is in a similar vein, as okay. long as like, involving, like, hysteria, but I put the Y2K hysteria. Okay. So, uh, for those of you who don't know... In the late 90s, exactly 1999, right, people were anxiously awaiting the new year because we had the year 2000 coming up. It was the new millennia. Computers at the time, their dates only had the two digits at the end, so it would go 98, 99, and people were worried that when it cycled over to zero, the double zero, that computers everywhere would crash. Like, stock markets (laughs) would just, like, explode, and, like, people's whatever would go anywhere. So people were, like, stockpiling goods, camping gear, gas, cash, like anything. Uh, And then when January 1st came around, no disasters happened. And I personally love this because I like to think of every person who was doomsday prepping just sitting in their living room, like bundled up, camping gear everywhere, looking like an REI outpost (laughs) and just like having to sheepishly look at all of the shit they bought just sitting around. Um, That's very funny to me. Yes. I also heard that like the week after that, like the first week of the year 2000, like The food banks were full because so many people brought back their canned goods and stuff. So I love that. That's my favorite. That was my number 10.
0: Yeah. I actually, I was only like six, so I don't remember that, but I'm curious if like my parents ever, like, did they freak out? I don't know.
3: Right? I know. I I asked Ethan about it today too, because I don't know how old he was, but he's five years older than me, so Mm -hmm. I was pretty young too at
0: the time, but he was like, I remember it. She was whack. I'm like, (laughs) yep. Thank you. I just love that it's the arbitrary, like double zeros. They're like, oh no. People are stupid,
3: but I guess it would be comforting to know that you could, like, always prep for a disaster. True. Like, I'm sure that if you were that person, that all your friends would come to you during, like, a hurricane or something like that. Yes, absolutely.
0: And that whole show, Doomsday Preppers, exists for a reason. Those people are bonkers. (laughs) They
3: are. But who's going to be laughing at the end of it all? Because there was that one lady on that show who, like, prepped all the stuff for when we would have, like, a pandemic to knock everyone out. here we are,
0: And she's like, (laughs) what now? Hmm?" She's like, I told you so. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. That is a good one. Uh, so my number nine, uh, another similar vein to the my number 10. Um, so there were a sale. There were Salem tomato trials. So oh. not just witches. Now we're putting tomatoes on were trial. Were the tomatoes witches? Apparently. No. Uh, so this is in 1820, so like much, much later. Okay. Uh, and this is in Salem, New Jersey. So mm-hmm. I guess anywhere named Salem, they're going to put it on trial, whatever it is. It's coming. Sure. So to set the scene, uh, tomatoes used to be considered to be poisonous because obviously red in nature usually means like bad. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I guess like back in the Diz-A, they were like, "Ooh, red equals bad." Um, so once they got over that and the fact that like people are eating them, um, they thought that there was a low enough level of toxins in in the tomatoes and like enough aphrodisiac qualities in the tomato to make it like a sinful fruit, oh, like hot. it was like the devil's fruit. <laughs> um, and Everybody were, knows that acidic is the devil's pH. Yes, <laughs> and they were it was put on trial like a fucking basket of tomatoes just sitting in the chair. Um, so Colonel Robert Gibbon Johnson, who was a local farmer, among other things, um, was really sick of all the BS going wait, wait. on. Um, and so he just sat down in the courtroom and ate a basket of tomatoes in front of everyone. Wow. Until they stopped hating. So, until they, stopped, until they stopped, hating. stopped hating. And the funny, the bizarre thing to me about this is, like, putting inanimate objects on trial is mm. so funny to me. How do you even, like like get through all the red tape to a trial to do that. I have no idea. What is it? Like the people V tomatoes. Like, I don't know how that works. <laughs> a lot of people had to be involved with this. Yeah. And that's very funny. And the fact that it got through that many levels of approval for it to be in the courthouse is very funny to me. Oh, that's but great. Yeah. So I love tomatoes and I'm glad that they're okay now. And so we can eat our pizza in peace. Yes. amen. What year was that again? That was in 1820. The, yeah, the 1820s.
3: They should have known better. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. That does sound like something that would happen in, like, the Middle Ages. Not the 1820s, right. That's right? a little suspicious. Yeah, you right? guys have other stuff to worry about yeah. in 1820.
0: Like, why tomatoes? But, that's true. You know. Okay. Number nine
3: on my list is anywhere that Benjamin Franklin was. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this founding father, first of all, with his bald-ass head, <laughs> he was... Like, I don't know how to put this lightly, but he'd he be fucking, like, he was he was out in those streets, right? Oh, really? Yeah, so Tell Ben Franklin more. had, like, a crazy sex cult. <gasps> but I'm not even talking about that in my list. That's oh, not even what oh, I'm getting to. That'll be a whole other thing. That's a whole other <laughs> thing. Maybe we'll do an episode on crazy shit Ben Franklin's done, because Austin <laughs> weirdest Ben Frank things. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah, he had, like, a crazy sex cult, but... He was a big ladies' man in general. We actually have it on record that he loved MILFs. He wrote, like, a whole, like, paper on it. And it's really gross. He was like, older women uh, appreciate the attention more. (laughs) And I'm like, mm, that is gross. he's not cute, if I remember right, like, from history books. Oh, yeah, he's straight up busted. And um, (laughs) it's, I think he was just crazy, and people were like, you know.
0: I'm into this. Yeah, his his
3: aura, his energy. So some of the other things I have on my list right Mm -hmm. now. In eighteen or sorry, seventeen eighty one, he wrote a whole essay, not about milfs. He wrote this one about farting, <laughs> and it's called it's called Fart Proudly. Are you serious? I am. And the, the essay itself is kind of weird. It's like talking about how he wants to figure out a way for people to fart and and society to accept it more. The I don't know why because he's like it's healthy, which he's right. Yeah. But a weird thing to focus all your Very time weird. on, sir. Um. Yeah. He would also. Take something called air baths, which I'd never heard of before. But you know, the seventeen hundreds were not known for being super clean.
0: Correct. Yeah.
3: um And so he would just strip naked, stand in front of the windows, and just be like, "How do y'all like twigs and berries?" He was a naked neighbor. He was. Oh. Yes. And I just I want you to picture a naked Ben Franklin. I don't. A I, I think I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. I'll pass Thanks. on that opportunity. Yep. So that one. Um, he was also considered a fashion icon in France. The French those socks, they they ate him up in French in in, French, in France. They were like, "Oh, this man, a renaissance
1: man." Benjamin Franklin.
3: <laughs> yeah, precisely. So, there's I, there's a rumor that he slept with Marie Antoinette. I don't know how much truth there is to that,
0: but you are blowing my mind. I had no idea about any of this. Oh my
3: God, he was he was um, the uh, oh, what is it? The emissary, like the American emissary to France. So he mm-hmm. was there all the time. Okay. Um, and they loved that he looked like a little rustic kind of uh, American. What is it? trailsman or like you know he wore these like crazy fur hats and they're like look at that that's so cool so posh yes it's and so hot right now it's hot it's so in <laughs> they said so, okay and i'm serious because everyone in versailles started wearing like fur hats and called it Kofi a la franklin
0: oh i
3: can't i'm leaving <laughs> to imitate him they saw this this receding hairline motherfucker with his pot belly and were like icon that's the <laughs> like, one and that's so the one. i love that um what else do i have on here about him Oh, at 16, he pretended to be a middle-aged widow and wrote a popular weekly column on women's issues. <laughs> Which, like, what the hell? it was his brother's, like, magazine, newspaper, whatever, mm-hmm. and then he just quit because he's like, I don't want to work for my brother anymore, and then he's like, by the way, I've been a man the whole time. Bye. The
0: original Mrs. Doubtfire.
3: Exactly. Wow. I think the name that he went by was something similar to, like, that name. I can't remember. Oh my I looked gosh. it up, but I was like, this is...
0: See, if history okay. was like this in, college, in high school, I would have paid, paid much more attention. Way more attention. Yeah. And Ben Franklin's so interesting
3: because he did shit like this all the time. Another thing that he did is he almost started a war between Britain and Prussia. Like, he just started writing letters between the two of them saying, like, oh, we kidnapped someone and blah, blah, blah. Just for the fun of it, he was like, I'm going to start a war. And I'm like...
0: Uh, so, so he too likes the drama
3: yeah. so in the witch
0: trials he would have absolutely been accusing shit stirrer everyone. Okay. yes okay. is <laughs> what he
3: is um and then the last thing I have on here is that recently we found 10 bodies in his basement of his I house I didn't hear about that uh six of them were children oh my! and they all God. had like drill holes in their bones sus sus the definition of sus, so capital s Benjamin Franklin He's only ninth on
0: my list. It gets I know. crazy oh my gosh. from here. I was gonna yeah. say I've already tried to leave the room once. I can't <laughs> only imagine what else is gonna come up. Oh my gosh! Well, Ben Frank, be fucking. That's mm-hmm. what we like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So number eight for me is is the eighties in general, but mm. I'm gonna like narrow into like a very specific time period when Domino's pizza, mm-hmm. which I'm using a company name, come out. don't at me. sue us. <laughs> They uh, used the Noid as their um, mascot for a period in the 80s. What is a Noid? That's a very good question. He's a really weird little character. I think their marketing team, like, totally made him up. He's, like, he looks like he's, like, Claymation almost, and he's a man in, like, a red jumpsuit. Okay. And it has, like, a big, like, black in on the chest, and he has bunny ears and, like, a fresh pair of kicks. He sounds cool. He's cool. But his <laughs> whole thing, like, what he loves to do, he's, like, a little shithead, and he likes to steal your pizza. So if like you order pizza, you want to avoid the noid, mm-hmm. which is their slogan, so that your pizza is not late. Okay. So I'm in marketing, so let me just tell you that that whole campaign is trash. First of all, <laughs> um, like the fact that the company, if they fail you in any way, it's now the customer's fault because the Noid stole it. Like, oh, true. You didn't avoid it. You like, talkers. it's just nothing about that from a customer perspective would make me want to buy more pizza. Sure. But anyways, the whole point um, of this story is there was a man that I believe had paranoid schizophrenia oh my god. named Kenneth Noid who <laughs> thought that this character was about him and antagonizing him. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so basically um, one day he entered an Atlanta Domino's location and he took two employees hostage oh
1: over God. the whole
0: ordeal and had them like call headquarters and things like that um, So the whole thing ended with him like eating pizza on the phone with headquarters requesting a hundred thousand dollars and a white escape limo, which also doesn't make any sense. Um, and then anyway, so luckily the employees escaped. And Domino's really quickly retired the whole Noid thing. Oh, my God. Um, and then he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. But can you imagine? That's just, phenomenal. And I, and I think, like, specifically for Kenneth Noid, like, watching TV and seeing this ad come on, how bizarre would that be? I mean, that
3: is really, really strange. Maybe
0: he wears a red jumpsuit in his house, and he's like, how did I mean, they know? Targeted. Um, targeted. You know what's interesting?
3: It's like, paranoid schizophrenia has an interesting mental illness, right? Um, of course, yeah. I, I read somewhere that... Americans who suffer from that are like ten times more likely to have like violent hallucinations. Really? Whereas like people in other countries see like happy little faces sometimes, and like I don't know why
0: that what is. What does that say about us? <laughs> it's the, you wouldn't get off
3: your damn phone, that's why. Girl, <laughs> any, any country that was founded by Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> like that's true, we
0: were doomed from the very beginning. It's so freaking true. Yeah. So uh I'm going to try to avoid the noise by uh, just the, moving on down our list.
3: <laughs> All right. Okay. Um 8 for me. Okay, that's where we are right. 8. Mm-hmm. All right. I have Palisade, Nevada in 1869, which is a very specific year. Mm-hmm. Um and I I do talk more about the, the uh like the Victorian era and stuff later on, but this I had to mention. Um so here's what I have in, in my notes and I'm just going to read what I wrote. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um People usually think about the Wild West, and they're like, okay, um, saloon shootouts, lone rangers, bank robbers, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But actually, most Western, like, towns at that time had so few people that they had, like, like crime was basically non-existent. It just didn't exist. And, and a lot of places didn't even have, like, sheriffs. Oh, so. Disappointing. Um, Right. When the Transcontinental Railroad was put into place and people started like traveling more through Nevada, um, people on the trains were really upset that when they drove through these western towns they weren't like the the penny novels they were reading. Right. And they're like, Where's the excitement? Where are my cowboys? Where are the cowboys? <laughs> right. So Palisade, Nevada, in a, in like an attempt to get more people to come live there, mm-hmm. they started staging all these wild west shenanigans oh and my like gosh. everyone was in on it. Who was in, okay, we have um like, the U.S. cavalry and the local Native American tribes would come, and they would stage, like, battles and bank robberies and, like, town shootouts, and people on the train would come on and be like,
0: oh, there you go, look. To encourage people to move there. Yeah, they are like, crime. it's
3: exciting. Oh. But, you know, it's like, it's like fake crime, right? Fake I, crime. <laughs> I just love the idea of this, because, like, I imagine being a citizen in Palisade, and you're like... I gotta go pick up some corn chips down at the, the general store, and then you run into your friend Jedediah who's playing like, I don't know, the Lone Ranger, and he's like, <laughs> I gotta steal these corn chips from Abraham, and that's so funny to me. That is I funny. just that's I can't imagine living in that at the time. No, but yeah, great.
0: That's like the original LARPing, I
3: the, feel like. Mm, uh, to pretend <laughs> to be the meanest sharpshooter in the West. Yes.
0: Pop, 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 pop. I love that. And also like the Calvary had nothing better to do. They were just right. like, let me just come on over to right. Nevada to see what's
3: up. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they were trying to get get one in on the Native Americans there. Oh, I'm like, sure.
0: Yeah, everybody Something was in sinister. on it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I had no idea. I'm there learning so much today. See? Yep. Ugh. Wikipedia and <laughs> Emma. Thank you so much. Learning. So number seven for me is the Norwegian butter crisis of 2011. <laughs> this one, like the name alone. Uh, it's just so funny great. to me. Um, so we're continuing with the food theme here from the tomatoes, but obviously much more recent. I mean, 2011 was only 10 years ago. Yeah. Um. So shortage of butter in Norway because of heavy rains during a summer, um, and it affected like how the cows grazed and milk production um, during these months. Yeah. And so they were like less. They had less milk production by five million three hundred thousand U.S. gallons. Did oh, I say the no. right five? Five. million gallons. Listen, I'm an English teacher. I don't know math. Math is hard. (laughs) Um, So obviously this led to like super increased butter prices. It became really, really in demand. And it turned into a full-on crisis, a.k.a. the butter crisis. (laughs) So again, prices were insane. And by December of 2011, a single nine-ounce pack of butter was like 50-plus dollars. You know, I would
3: pay that for butter.
0: I mean, I feel like would too. If butter wasn't around, I'd be like. it's a crisis (laughs) all my money's going to it (laughs) but it's just it's super bizarre so um it reached eventually like danish news networks and they started calling like an emergency on butter and so they were telling like the danish viewers to like please send norway help like they're butterless and they don't know what to do um (laughs) pity yes and it reminds me of like the tp crisis like the toilet paper shortage during quarantine yes and i'm just laughing at like women fighting over butter like punching each other in the face in the aisles and stuff like That is so ridiculous. But are they wrong? Absolutely not. And Paula Dean would roll over in her (laughs) grave if she knew about this. The Butter Queen herself. I wonder if she does know. We should write her. (laughs) We should be a Benjamin Franklin drama starter. Oh my god. (laughs) I I love shit stirring. Yeah, me too. It's fun. But I love butter more. (laughs) Yeah, I would be pretty sad without butter. So yeah, luckily they got everything together and eventually it evened out. And so now Norway is full of butter again. Full of butter. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's my ideal state, too, is full of butter. <laughs> full of butter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to seven for me. I don't have a title for this one, so you're just going to have to hear me out. But okay. in the 18th century, wealthy socialites would build structures in their gardens for hermits to live. And what? they were, like, human garden gnomes. That's so cute. So, okay. So, um, essentially, garden hermits became a big trend because... Um, these off the grid old men were seen as like wise and in touch with nature, uh, and that was kind of trendy in this like post industrial revolution kind of era. Okay, right? so, so this is America. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: okay, all over. Like-
3: yeah, oh, like lots of places. Wow. I think this is probably more in like England. Okay, but um, so it was something really like this trendy vibe people wanted to cultivate in the wake of industrialism, and then people would pay like, them like a small stipend or just be like, "Hey, we've got this free shack." Do you want to live here? And then like, they were, these old men would just move into their gardens, and then they would just dispense wisdom to people that walked by. And I think it's so funny. I just like to imagine this like old guy who peeps up and he's like, "Hey, invest in Bitcoin," and then like goes away or something, you know? Um, <laughs> I and, definitely
0: thought you meant hermit crabs at first. <laughs> no, 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 like real people. They okay. just would hide.
3: They were like, "Oh my god, it's so cute." We have this little homeless man, and we built him like that's beforehand. even weirder.
0: That's. I mean, the I hermit crab thing alone. I was like, I didn't even know we had those in the wild. But like an actual old man. No, like in an actual garden. old man.
3: And you know what's crazy is a lot of people couldn't afford to have their own personal hermit. So, <laughs> um, they would hint at one being there. So they would oh like set out furniture, like you know, little iron tables with like a little book on it. And if you go to like big gardens on, on like big properties mm-hmm. you might still see like evidence of that so next time you stroll along a garden path and you see like there's sure. just like a random little table out next to like a little shed that looks like a house that's what that's oh. from so I just think that that's the strangest that is really thing odd. in the world and it reminds me a little bit of the homeless man who yells at me in the morning when I get my gas at the gas station down the street and I'm like Ugh. Would you put him in your garden? No, but I'd like to think, you know, if you you were just born in the wrong time, yeah. then, you know.
0: I wish that helping the homeless was trendy again. Oh, God, yeah. Alas. Well, anyway. That is so insane. I, I'm glad that it wasn't hermit crabs, to be honest. I don't know where I was going with that in my brain. No, like literal hermits. <laughs> literal human yes. beings just chilling. Do they like throw? How do they like feed them? They throw bread outside, or
3: they like you know? I don't know how hermits eat. They just mm. kind of they just kind of let them do their thing. Yeah, but they were like
0: just live on our
3: our plot of land.
0: And I can't believe that was trendy. That's so like funny. Being
3: people as accessories.
0: Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, you know. there's something problematic about that. Yeah. but we'll Probably, move on. probably. <laughs> um, so number six for me is also pretty recent: the 2017 Pepsi fruit juice flood. Oh my god! Another company. Um, so I looked at the pronunciation of this, but don't at me. Um, so I think it's Le- Lebedyan, Russia. Okay. Ooh, sexy. Um, the roof of a PepsiCo warehouse, um, unexpectedly collapsed and caused a flood of 7.4 million U.S. gallons to just go out onto the street of fruit and vegetable juice. Hot. Like a pool of V8 just hanging out. Um, So if you were like a swimming pool builder and somebody came up to you and they're like, hey, I want to build a pool that would hold like a million gallons, you would have to have basically a pool that's as long as a football field and then 50 feet wide and 10 feet deep. So to put that into perspective, there's Mm -hmm. seven of those in the streets. Oh, my God. It must have smelled so bad. I know. So disgusting. Um, So this one obviously makes the list because like how weird and hilarious (laughs) to just be like minding your own business and a bunch of fruit and vegetable juices comes flying at you. (laughs) And I feel like, I don't know. I'm just like imagining people like sweeping the streets and then all of a sudden they hear a rumble and then the rocks start moving. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Um, But the most bizarre thing to me is that there were absolutely no deaths from this. None. Whatsoever. And no environmental damage to like the nearby river. And Pepsi just said, "Sorry, we'll pay for everything," and that's that. Like the fact that it went so smoothly is bizarre. So it was all like just vegetable and fruit juice, right? Yeah. So it was like, from what I understand, it was like a Pepsi-owned factory that mm-hmm. did like a, a sub, what is it like subsidii- subsidiary subsidiary yeah. company or whatever yeah, yeah. that did like this fruit and vegetable juice. And so oh that's all. There's no Pepsi. No carbonation. It's just juice they must have hired a lot of
3: like la yoga instructors to be like i love juice (laughs) they're like Like, i'll bring my cup juicing yeah and i
0: think lizzo probably obviously was inspired (laughs) of course by you know her song juice the song juice exactly (laughs) there's a rumor that that's what it is all the rumors are true (laughs) (laughs) wow
3: full circle all right Okay, number, number, sorry, number six for me, I just put the entirety of the 2010s on okay. my list. Um, and as a, a decade that we both lived through, I don't mm-hmm. think we always tend to think about, like, times we were alive as being weird. Because we're like, oh, yeah, it was just a never, normal every yeah. day, whatever. Um, but, like, being removed from it for, like, two years now, I'm like, mm, what was happening, everybody? That's right. crazy. So, to start off, in 2011... We have Lady Gaga in the meat dress, which would, oh
0: yeah, which is pretty
3: crazy. And at the time, we're like, that's just Gaga being Gaga. <laughs> but like, I feel like in fifty years, people be like, what in the world? <laughs> also, at the time in my hometown, there was this guy going around called the Butt Slasher, who was this guy who would like go to the mall and like hide in the clothing rack with a little box knife and be like, <gasps> I'm, I'm that's butt. terrifying. Yeah, um, he was caught and he served seven years in prison.
0: Oh, good. He's out now. Wait, though. only seven years yeah. for slashing people's butts? Yep. I feel like that's at least a 15, but all right. Oh, wow, well, what can you do?
3: <laughs> okay, and then in 2012, everyone thought the world was actually going to end. We have another, like, Y2K incident yes, here about yeah. the 2012 apocalypse because of the Mayan calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for real. Uh, also, specifically on November 28th in 2012, it was the first and only day in New York City where no one was violently injured or killed. Congratulations! Congratulations, which is just like a strange factoid. I thought yeah. I'd mention about this one. Um, twenty twelve also saw Coney twenty twelve, which was
0: oh crazy. You better, you better bet. I reposted that. Oh, like I thought same. it was real.
3: I got like eight Facebook invitations to like go out at night and put those posters up. Yep. and then I, I, I don't remember entirely, but I'm pretty sure that that whole thing fell through because the guy who created the Coney video was found like jerking it in the streets of L.A. Yeah. Naked
0: pretty sure something really weird happened. Something
3: like that. Mm-hmm. And we were like, mm,
0: let's pretend that did not yeah. happen. Look away. <laughs> right. And that's
3: literally only two years into the decade. When we get into the rest of it, 2013, it rained blood in India. Did you know that? No. I had no idea about that either. And Ethan was like, oh yeah, it rained blood in India one time. And I was like, what? is that normal? Let me Wikipedia that. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. Oh my god. Um, 2014, the Malaysian airlines disappeared and mm. still haven't been discovered. Oh my gosh. So that's freaky. Um, 2016 itself was a strange year, starting off with the weirdest meme in the world, which I think is, like, the Harambe one. So we have that. That's strange. Um, And follow that up with what I believe is the closest we've ever come to world peace, which was the Pokemon Go summer. Ooh. Right? Yes. I know. Uh, And then... After that, it was a really popular trend to dress up like a creepy clown and, like, terrorize your local I park. I hated that. What the hated heck that was phase. that? I don't know. That was just normal. Everyone was like, oh, just saw another just one of those clown. creepy clowns. <laughs> and then we elected Donald Trump as a president, too. Yeah. Which, like, if you're conservative or liberal, that's one of those things where you're like, how did that even happen? Because if you were to tell someone in, like, 1985 that Donald Trump was a the president, they'd be like, right, what? He was in Home Alone. Like, what are you doing Exactly. Here? Yeah. So it's just, like, crazy to me to think about. Um, okay. And then... I think at the end, we also had like 2018, 2019, we had like stuff like the Tide Pod Challenge, which.
0: Oh.
3: Oh my god, people are so Natural stupid. <laughs> and then throughout the whole decade, we let Ryan Murphy produce Glee, and then Flash Mobs were also things. So I think that we all deserve right. punishment I think for so those, too. for letting those happen. Was that
0: the Harlem Shake era, too? Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Um, god, I kind of did one of those in college. Oh, that, that was what like,
3: my, my senior class did. I think um, in high school, we did, like, a class Harlem shake. It was the stupidest thing in the world. That is
0: a weird decade. What were we doing?
3: Uh, uh, drugs, evidently, because... Drugs. <laughs> oh, my God. It rained
0: blood in India, airlines disappearing, clowns. That's insane. Are, yeah. I do have a sad story about Harambe, though. Oh, no. Um I actually... So, I graduated college in 2016 and took a road trip around mm-hmm. the U.S. Yeah. And my friends and I saw Harambe the day before he was shot. Oh, my God. No way. Yes. That little kid ruined it for everyone. That's actually... A really good story. Wow. Yeah, I mean, scary, but (laughs) more on that later. At five. No, I'm (laughs) (laughs) kidding. Yeah. You have a good points about 2010. Thank you. Thank you. Although it shaped us into who we are. (laughs) Traumatized. Yeah. (laughs) Whether that's a good thing or a bad (laughs) thing, I'm not sure. So number five for me um, was the Unabomber time period. Oh wow. So between 1978 and 1995. um, So if you're not familiar with the story of the Unabomber, a stop what you're doing and like go watch. What is that Netflix show um, about? I think it's literally called The Unabomber. Just go Wikipedia. It's it's insane. Basically, uh, Ted Ted Kaczynski, um, so also known as the Unabomber, which is the University <laughs> and Airline Bomber, um, was a math prodigy, and he basically started shipping pipe bombs, oh my god, in places to universities and airlines and things like that. So um, he killed three people during this um, from them like opening the packages and oh then going off, and injured twenty three more. Jesus. So this one's like pretty heavy, yeah. But the idea of like a serial bomber alone, just like being out there, it reminds me of like the anthrax, like mm. paranoia, because yeah. like you just never know. I mean, like, am I gonna get like a sweater from my grandma, or am I gonna like die? Am I gonna it's die? terrifying. I yeah. cannot imagine like being alive during that time, um, which is kind of a stretch because like if your grandma's sending you a package, like you're not a university or an airline, probably. I don't, don't know. You know. You never it's not know knitting plain sweaters. I don't sure, know. Plain sweaters. Um, but yeah, so that just seems so bizarre to me to just like go to your mailbox and like not know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that was a heavy hitter, that but I just a weird time. I think about be that alive. often. I sure. remember like first learning about Ted Kaczynski and being like I cannot imagine like the anxiety that I would feel being alive like before they caught him. Oh my god. And then he was like caught in a cabin in the woods. I mean, where else are you going to catch like psychos? It's maybe oh my god, do you think he's a
3: garden hermit? <laughs>
0: Someone
3: was like, "Oh, mine's bad. Mine's gone bad." No, no garden hermit. Don't make pipe bombs in the shed. Wow, that's Um, heavy. Yeah. Okay, so the next one I have is a little bit longer. My number five is the Tudor period, which I love. This era. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody has an era they're kind of obsessed with. They know everything about. And when I was a kid, I read the Other Boleyn Girl and was like enraptured with the concept of Natalie Portman and I was like this this right here is something important so um this one's near and dear to my heart and I've literally always been obsessed with Anne Boleyn and I say it to this day that her magic vagina is the reason I have two with
2: Drizzly you can shop a huge selection of beer wine and liquor just open the app, find what you want, and it's at your door in under 60 minutes. Drizzly also lets you shop from multiple stores in your area and compare prices on thousands of products. Right now, Drizzly is giving new customers $5 off their first order with code FAST5. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D R I Z L Y.com and use code FAST5 for $5 off your first order.
1: Only at Metro by T-Mobile, you can upgrade to 5G and get more savings with the lowest price on one line of unlimited 5G. Just $40, period. That's it. Taxes and fees included. Plus, more choices with the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch and save more, only at Metro. Lowest price versus major national prepaid brands. The fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in and plan. See store for details.
3: Every year, growing up, so I'm not sure that I'm even familiar.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, I know about Natalie Portman because she's in every Tudor movie ever, right? Of course, tutor era movie.
3: Um, so Anne Boleyn was the second wife of King Henry VIII, who mm-hmm. had like six wives, right? Right. And he was the first guy to introduce like divorce, so he could.
0: Oh right, right. Yeah, he yeah, could yeah. like
3: yeah. He was really trying to fuck Anne Boleyn, and she was like, Nah, not till you put a ring on this finger. <laughs> R.I.P. Queen, you would have loved my goodies by Ciara. <clears throat> anyway. Um, <laughs> she would have, she would have been like, ah, oh, is. this is amazing. <laughs> anyway. So what people tend to think of when they think of the Tudor period is Henry VIII, but yeah. it was a really long time period that extended from roughly, um, I want to say like the 1480s to mm-hmm. the sixteen hundreds. So right before the Renaissance started, <clears throat> it's like the end of the medieval period. And there was some crazy shit going on there, um, that I wanted to discuss briefly. So, yeah, sure. um, we talked about putting tomatoes on trial, the Tudor period frequently saw animals on trial.
0: Are you serious?
3: Yeah. Um. One time, they put caterpillars as a species on trial for eating too many crops, and then they excommunicated them.
0: <laughs> okay, but how does that work? Like, do you send them like letters in their little mailboxes? Like, and how do you little, tell them to go? Tiny mailbox,
3: They're tiny, tiny. like. Dear little caterpillar, God hates you. Please go away.
0: <laughs> that's
3: that's essentially that what happened. Um, the other thing was King Henry VIII, his father, um, this Henry VII. He was the guy that ended the War of the Roses, and he was like r- a really good king. Uh, but he was really obsessed with animals. He had a huge zoo, and his favorite was his pet monkey, and okay. uh, the punk the the punky the monkey, the monkey. He was really destructive, and so anytime there's like a gap in like ledgers or information, people yes. are like. Henry VII's monkey ripped up the papers again. Oh, my gosh. So that was pretty common. Um, and let's see, what else? Yeah, it, I think that just that's just really weird. There was also the, the, the War on Cats, which we talked about a little mm-hmm. bit, that popped up at this time period, which if you guys don't know about that... Um, People in the medieval period were like, cats are demons, they're witches familiars, we need to kill them. So they put out, like, a request for everybody to kill a cat if they saw it. And uh, this de- decrease in the cat population led to the increase in rat population, which started the bubonic plague, essentially. Yeah. Or at least one of the things that contributed to it. So that's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, next on my list for this is that showing your boobs was a status stim- like symbol during this time for, like, for the upper class. Especially with, like, Queen Elizabeth. So... Queen Elizabeth, she was Anne Boleyn's daughter with King Henry VIII, and she was one of the longest reigning monarchs of all time. Um, And yeah, so one time they had, I think it was like a French emissary come over, and she like, full tits, full tummy out, as like a power move... Like, what did I
0: write here? A power move.
3: Yeah, she was like, it highlights my virgin queen status that I can just show my shit and nobody's gonna touch it. Like, I'm pa- like I mean I, fair. I think we have to stand. Honestly, it's frankly yeah. iconic. Oh she God. really said my goodies.
0: <laughs> that one, yeah. She was like mom taught me well. <laughs> she yeah, so
3: a queen, uh we love her very much. Um, so her father, King Henry VIII, right? We know about his crazy thing of beheading all his wives and all of that but mm-hmm. actually when he died his coffin exploded at his funeral <laughs> which I don't th- I never knew I about that know. and literally I'm obsessed with the Tudor period I had no idea so he was like a large guy by the time he died he had a, he had a really bad like leg injury so mm-hmm. he couldn't really walk or run very well so he was pretty big and then you know obviously we don't have our like preservation technology right. that we had then so the gases in his body just built up so much that it just, like, exploded, oh, and, like, my gosh. all his liquids and stuff leaked onto the floor, and dogs started lapping it up, and apparently <gasps> apparently, there was this um, friar who had made a prophecy about a king who whose fluids would be licked up by dogs or something. Oh, it, it was, like... Give a, him a raise. It was, like, a fulfilling <laughs> a prophecy that this happened, but I just love to think about being, like, a little 14th century peasant and watching your king's coffin explode and being, like,
0: <laughs> like... I and then laugh, the dogs like, come in, like, just as the cherry on top of that whole bizarre yes.
3: event. Yes, and that's just so fucked up to me. I think that's so funny. And then the cherry on top of the Tudor period is people frequently believed that witches were stealing people's dicks and keeping them as pets. Their dicks? Their dicks. And so if you... How does that work? I don't know, but I think it's... It's still attached. Right, but I think people at the time who were suffering from, like, phantom limb or, like there's actually, like, a, a disease, I think, where you lose sensation in your lower extremities or mm-hmm. something like that. They didn't know about that. No, right. like, a witch stole my pee-pee. And it's always witches. It's always witches. It's always been witches. But what's so funny is if you look at, like, medieval art, there's always, like, random dicks, like, there, and, like, there's one of a guy who's, like, watering dicks, and it's, <laughs> it's, like, people used to think that they would, like, kidnap them and grow them and foster them like pets, and I, I think that's, phenomenal to me like it's the ugliest pet in the world yes no no thanks
0: oh my put that on trial put put that (laughs) put your dick on trial (laughs) put your dick on trial oh that's what so which one do you think is worse? 2010s or tutor you know or like more bizarre i honestly the tutor period i think because they didn't have to on (laughs) and i was gonna say i guess it is organized very nicely on your list that it is weirder However, I wanted to know your, your candid, honest opinion. Oh,
3: God. I mean, like, listen, the 2010s, retrospectively, you're like, what was happening? But, like, I think that just because maybe we're all just way too connected now and we just know way too much about each other. yeah. You know? and, and
0: if we lived through the Tudor period, we probably wouldn't think any of that is weird. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, oh, my husband and I haven't, you know, copulated in a while because his dick is overtaken by a witch. So. <laughs> a, a witch stole his dick. So. It's not because he's cheating on me or anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So we're to number four, I believe. Yes. Okay. So number four for me is probably going to be pretty short and sweet because we're all living it, baby. It's mm. 2021. and 2022. Yes. And also, um, 20 2019 for like people that n- sure. not in the U.S. Yeah. Um, or yes, that's right. Math. No, 2020. What am well, like I saying? So COVID started 2019, in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> so that's another reason why this era is bizarre because it took all my brain cells. But sure. So, I mean, I feel like I don't even really need to even, like, say more. We're all living through it. It's su- such a weird time. Like, this isn't, like, new, right? So yeah. global pandemics like H1N1 and, like, Ebola mm-hmm. and SARS and stuff like that have been happening. But this is, like, so widespread. Yeah. We're all stuck inside and, and no social skills. Like, they're mm-hmm. just kind of just falling apart day by day. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I just cry all the time and I eat ice cream for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we're, like, slowly starting to emerge from it, which is awesome. But... I just don't think, like, we're going to realize how weird that period was until we're, like, very far removed from it. So, like, ten years from now. It's true. Right? And I I really am curious about the long-term effects of something like this.
3: Oh, yeah. I think it'll be funny for us to look back and be like, why was everybody making banana bread? for 3 months. Yes, and like
0: the weird <laughs> trends that we all had, like mm-hmm. lots of bread. I'm trying to think of other ones that were like really popular. I remember the like the foaming coffee thing? The like witch coffee? It's not even good. Did I you mean, make it? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> of course I made it. I was like all I do is drink wine and cry. Like let me try something new. Um but yeah, and then like, yeah, just trans and, and just ways like people are trying to stay sane. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's like, it speaks to community, right? Because it's like, hey, like, at least we can all connect with our phones. And, and that's something like Spanish flu people mm. like, couldn't say. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, that's true. Um But still. Yeah, it's still, whack. It's definitely weird
3: but I didn't mind the six-month vacation I got. That was pretty, that's, that's pretty dope. true.
0: You're in a good industry. I actually, I changed jobs the day that the, like, oh, the no. day that the U.S. shut down, so oh, March 16th, God. 2020. Um, so that was really weird. You know,
3: I went to the movie theater, I guess, last week, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to go back to movie theaters because I love them, and I wasn't able to go for the longest time. I think the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic hit was like the Harley Quinn movie, and uh, so I was like, ah, you know, I gotta I gotta up my shit. So, do a better one. Uh, yeah, so I went, and there was a poster that was like coming in March 2020 of like a Disney movie, wow. and I was like, That's still up, it's crazy it's to like imagine. A time That's on. like when the world ended, yeah, crazy. So, yeah, they're like,
0: like we can't switch it over, we have no workers because they're all at home, yeah.
3: It felt a little apocalyptic, yeah, but yeah. All right, my number four is the great goldfish swallowing craze of 1939 which I have never heard anything about this in my life. Me neither. And this one is is literally bonkers. I found most of this information uh, from Smithsonian Magazine, and it was in an article written by um, someone named Laura Clark. So thank you, Laura Clark, for this information. Thanks, Laura. Yeah. Um, Basically, in 1939, a freshman at Harvard named Lothrop Withington Jr. Sorry, what? Rwanda. Lothrop? Lothrop? It's a name, and I can, well, first of all, he's a freshman at Harvard, so he's probably got money. Yeah, I can't talk
0: shit. He's probably better than I am.
3: Anyway, he bragged to his friends that he once swallowed a goldfish hole, and his friends were like bullshit do it again we'll bet you ten dollars you want he was like oh yeah so he (laughs) prepared for it right um so they thought he was full of shit and they bet him 10 bucks he couldn't do it but on march 3rd it was hyped up so much people showed up like there was a crowd that gathered there was a reporter from the boston times that came and they watched him put a three inch goldfish (gasps) into his mouth chew three times and then swallow and that is the grossest detail to me hate that he did eat oh. it um and so they wrote this thing about him in the Boston Times and it became like a huge fad so a fad? a fad yeah it
0: didn't stop with Loth- Lothrop? Lothrop
3: no it did not so um it made it an instant craze across college campuses in the U.S. Life magazine started to cover it and so um people competed to see who could swallow the most and uh-uh. the record holder, get into this gig, girl, is Joseph Delabrato from Clark University who swallowed 89 goldfishes. In one sitting. For what?
0: Like, why?
3: I just want you to think about how that feels. That's the
0: Tide Pod for them. That's their thing. (laughs) Yes. But it doesn't kill them, unfortunately. Oh, God, right. No one ever stopped to say, why are we swallowing goldfish? No one ever said, maybe we shouldn't do this? Well, it
3: literally makes me sick thinking about it. Me too. Massachusetts State Senator uh, George Krapf filed a bill to preserve the fish from cruel and wanton consumption. So there is a law against it. Um, And the challenge actually never really went away. It's still... Crops up sometimes, uh, and people face fines for like animal abuse and cruelty when it happens. Because yeah. you know, like PETA and people like that were not happy. um, But I think as recent as like two years ago, someone was fined like two hundred pounds in London for doing something like that. So it's literally insane to just me. Just For
0: what? Like I just don't get it.
3: I just don't want to think about goldfish. No. Flapping around. Do you think that's why insides. the snack
0: was invented? They're like, "Oh, Let me stop you guys! My on real ones."
3: Oh my god! I never even thought about that. It probably was. <laughs>
0: They're like, everyone, just stop. We made a crunchy, <gasps> delicious cracker goldfish for you guys. That's blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. God, I don't know. That's a good one. That is so insane to me. I know. L- Lothrop, Lothrop you've done something bad. Lothrop Jr. I can't he's believe it's still one. done. Ugh, do you think his father's disappointed if he's a junior? Shit, I don't know. Or do you think his dad was out there swallowing goldfish? We're not talking about
3: Lothrop Sr., and <laughs> that's, that's the damn he's truth. He's not on trial. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, number three for me is the Miracle of 1511. Have you ever heard uh-uh, of it? Oh, never. Okay, so there was a festival in Brussels um, where just the long and short of it is the locals built approximately 110 satirical snowmen. Mm-hmm. So, wait, what's a satirical snowman? That's a good question. In this definition, it's like NSFW. Oh, like, gotcha. Like in funny poses, things gotcha. like that. Um, so there was a snowman that was seducing a man, another snowman, um, a snowman and a snow woman having sex in front of the town fountain, Good. um, a naked snow boy urinating into the mouth of a drunken snowman. Good. Um, there were snow unicorns, snow mermaids, which you would appreciate. Hell yeah. A snow dentist, which I don't even know how you he, even do that. He has real teeth. <laughs> yeah, how terrifying. Um, and snow prostitutes that were enticing people into the city's red-like district. Love that for them. So all, I mean, all sorts of snowmen, like, and- it was apparently um, a way of, of protesting, right? So I guess they got together and they're like, you know what would really show them? Let's build some snowmen. Oh, my God. Um, so combined with the mass population growth and a large wealth discrepancy between the peasants and the, the ruling house at the time, the Ooh. House of Habsburg, Ooh, um, the those... locals decided to use the snowmen oh. as protest. So what year was this again? This is in 1511. I fucking
3: love that for them. Yeah. That's amazing. Because you think that could have just happened last year on some college campus. I know. It sounds
0: like it doesn't belong in 1511, but I'm kind of glad that it's, like, staying back there. But, like, I think this is bizarre because if I, like, put myself into that time period, right? I'm not, like, a huge festival person, right? So I'd probably skip out on this one. And in this scenario of, like, working class versus ruling house, like, I'm definitely a poor person in this scenario. Mm. So I'm probably working for the man. I don't have time to, like, go to the festival, right? Right. So the next morning, I wake up at 5 a.m. to go to my little peasant job, whatever I'm doing, and you just see, like, snowmen pissing in snowmen's mouths. Like, what would you even do? Frankly, it's iconic. I feel like I would just, like, think aliens or something like that. Um, But if this, like, works as a form of protest, like, we should do it more often. Why don't
3: we do it more?
0: Yeah. Global warming doesn't Uh, snow as much. Oh, that's true.
3: But, you know, I feel like at that time, I was probably better off to be a peasant because what, the Habsburgs were, like having sex with their sisters and shit that's like that. That's true, that's true. But we don't need that. And I'm pretty
0: sure they just, like, paid money to, like, the the people of uh, yes. Brussels, and then they just forgot about it. But, like, how interesting. That is pretty whack. 1512, <laughs> or 11, 1511. 15,
3: 1511. Yeah. Woof, what a time. I have, I have a, a year above that. Okay. We're, we're going to talk about the year 536. Oh, going way back. Yeah, so this one is, you know, pre-medieval, right... Um, I want to say this was, like, during the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. right? You so said 536? 536, okay. yes. So I found this when I was researching because I was thinking of doing 2022 because mm-hmm. it's such a good one, and then you put it on your list. And I was like, you know what? Let me look into this. What is the worst recorded year in history? Mm-hmm. And scientists and historians believe it was this one for a few reasons because <laughs> a lot of shit happened in this year that affected... The world for like I want to say three hundred years after it, it was pretty rough. So, um, obviously, I was super curious about this, and mm-hmm. so the first thing that happened, let's see, I found this first of all in on science dot org, written by Ann Gibbons. So thank you, Ann. Thanks, Ann. Um, And states that a volcanic eruption early in the year caused extreme weather conditions across multiple countries. Um, We aren't sure where the eruption was, but most people think it was in, like, Iceland. Mm -hmm. Um, It affected the weather in the entire northern hemisphere. So this caused crops to fail, to make, um, like, worldwide crops were just gone. uh, Because it would literally snow in the middle of summer. (laughs) Like, it was just trash the irish also reported that they could not make bread anymore but my guess is that they used all their use to make beer and stuff instead because when i'm sad i would drink and that's just (laughs) i feel like the, the irish they get that so um that happened uh what else do i have on here okay a mysterious fog started to settle over europe asia and parts of the middle east nobody knows where it's from maybe it was Due to the, vol- the volcano. But what happened because of this is it literally became dark for 18 months. Like, no sun. Oh. So, a long time. Uh, people were, like, dying dropping in the streets because of this. Um... And then on top of that, we have the first instance of the bubonic plague showing up
0: oh, no. that year. So,
3: like, you think COVID is bad?
0: I know, shit. I can't win. Yeah,
3: so all of those were popping up. Um, and then this crippled early medieval economy so much that it struggled to get back on its feet. And the only reason it did uh, was in 640, that's how long it lasted, wow. uh, people discovered, like, silver mines. Surprise. But that's it. That's Wait, it. so
0: all because of a volcano eruption, this mm-hmm. whole thing? Yes. Know? And that makes me think about,
3: like, okay, so maybe this year isn't that bad. Uh, or maybe, like, this time period isn't so bad, because at least our food isn't, like, being oh my fucked gosh. with. At least yeah. not that much. We still flood lots of people on strike at Nabisco, but, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. We're <laughs> like, butter, so and we have butter. And we nice. have butter, you know, and tomatoes aren't illegal. So, <laughs> Yeah. Fifteen or sorry, five thirty-six worst year in history. Five thirty-six. Yeah.
0: Okay, if I ever get a time machine, I will not go to five thirty-six. I promise. Yes, I'll do. So I covered fifteen eleven, the miracle, right? But now we're gonna go to fifteen eighteen, just a short okay. Seven years later yeah. for my number two. Um so the dancing plague of fifteen eighteen. Mm. So speaking of plague, baby, I got one for you So this is in, um, like, the area that's now considered modern-day France, Mm -hmm. and from July to September of 1518, more than 400 people just started dancing, and they didn't stop uh, until they either died or they were hospitalized. Is this the plot of Footloose? (laughs) How'd you know? (laughs) How'd you know? Everything's inspired by everything. (laughs) Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Yes. He just wanted to do a jig. Um, so there's no official like record on the number of deaths. Um, I don't know if they had like monkeys around that were stealing paper or whatever, <laughs> but, um, so if there weren't, hold on. No, oh, no official record on the number of deaths. Um, but some sources claim up to 15 people a day passed from this dancing plague. What, how does it kill you? Do you just like get exhausted? Exhaustion and, and um, I think like dehydration and things like that. People just couldn't stop dancing moving and grooving and i do think like i'm no scientist i mean i was at one point (laughs) but if your muscles like don't have a chance to rest like you can go into like shock and like all that stuff so it's just not not a great situation um so they do think that this is another example of ergo or ergot poisoning, oh, yeah. Um, where it kind of got into the hay or stress-induced mania. So there was like a lot of starvation and disease in the mm-hmm. area, like kind of like five thirty-six. Like everybody was freaking everybody out. Everybody was freaking out. Um, but like, why weren't they dancing in five thirty-six if it's stress-induced mania? Do you know what I mean? You know, I was reading about
3: something that was stress-induced. It was like in in Tanzania, people were just like laughing so much. Yeah, like the laughing. I saw that in one there. too. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that might be common, but it also seems like a little bit of like a
0: catch-all. I'm like I don't know. They must be stressed. Must be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, this is like bizarre in and of itself. But like yeah. I, I always cringe a little bit when I see like TV portrayals or like even real life like invitations to those dance marathons oh that last like God. 24 hours. But imagine doing it for like weeks. What do you think they were dancing to?
3: Justin Timberlake
0: or like <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Probably something like Nothing harp. I
2: can see, but you, when a- you dance.
0: A- right, something like that. Some probably. I don't know. Or if, I mean, if it was, like, ergo or ergot poisoning, they are probably dance into their own nightmares. I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and let's say, like, you're allergic to rye, or you're allergic mm-hmm. to, like, the wheat source, and you're not eating it, and you go outside, and the whole, all the townspeople are just dancing. What Hello? do you do? Hello? <laughs> yeah,
3: do you join in?
0: You're like, wow, it's a party! <laughs> <laughs> Is it my birthday? What's happening? <laughs> it's the
3: original flash, mom. <laughs> yes! Oh
0: my that's god. That's where the Harlem Shake came that's from, That's ex- sure.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> okay. My number two, we're getting to the Victorian era, which is, oh my god, so freaking fascinating. There's so many things that happened, and I'm just gonna cover some of the basics uh, and then a few weird ones in here. So, okay, uh, it comes as no surprise to anyone, but it was extremely bizarre. Uh, and it lasted roughly from, like, the 1837 to 1901, which was when Queen Victoria was the monarch, right? be um, lady. Yeah. Moon, okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> did you know she had a goth phase, like, when she was a teenager? Like, she only wore, like, black and tartan, we stand. She's great. I love that. Oh, yeah. I did, like, a whole research paper in college about how her mourning fashion, like, contributed to the modern, like, goth aesthetic, because Ooh. Victorians were, like, obsessed with death, and... Like, I have a few things on here to talk about that, but let me get there. So, um, a lot of people, I think when they think of the Victorians, are like, these are really buttoned up people. Like, they were really socially repressed. And that is true. But because of that, their private lives were gone some whack shit. (laughs) Like, this is the first time in history, really, where people have, like, private chambers or like, more closed doors and stuff. So... The insane amount of, like, erotica that people wrote, like, and it's, like, wacky shit, too. Or, like, the fact that, like, this is when the nipple piercing was invented. Really? Like, crazy stuff like that. So, I love that. Um, Some of the things that I wrote down with them is that science and medicine was generally on some fuck shit. Like, we know that mm-hmm. about them. So, obviously, anytime you go to the doctor, I'd be, you'd be like, I have a headache. And they'd be like, hmm, do some heroin about it, you know? And... <laughs> Like, love that. Iconic. Right? <laughs> but they also thought the craziest shit, they thought that, like, people breathed partly through their skin. So you got most of your air from your lungs, but you also, you had to breathe through your skin. So it was important to walk outside a lot, get a lot of sunlight, and then... that's sure. That's Healthy. true. Yeah. yeah. But the reason they found this out, quote unquote, is some doctor, for some fucking reason, was he took a horse and he dipped it in shellac. And when a the horse? A horse. Like, a whole oh. horse. He dipped it in shellac and was like... For science. And then when the horse died, he was like, must have suffocated, man. The
0: skin. The skin.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, it's not the fact that the horse probably couldn't regulate its own body temperature or anything like that. It was the skin. So (laughs) science was weird. But they thought, like, corpses, if you ate corpses, that they could, like, help you medically. So grinding up corpses was really common, But not just, like, any dead person. No, no. No, no, no. They were really obsessed with ancient Egypt because we suddenly have, like, the uncovering of a lot of these ancient Mm -hmm. Egyptian tombs. And so, like, upper-class Victorian people would have mummy unwrapping parties, which could be kind of sexy. they kind of be like a little orgy. There's something sexual about, like, unwrapping, I guess, if you're into that. But then they would also take the mummy, grind it up into something called mummia, use it in paints called mummy brown, which is a very popular paint. Or they would put it in their foods for, like, virility. And so the reason we don't have any mummies left to see is because the Victorians ate them all. Like... And painted with them.
0: Yep. Oh, no.
3: Yep. So that's...
0: I had no idea.
3: Gross, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, grave robbing was a really popular thing because, you know, for the first time it was legal to actually um, dissect human corpses to for anatomy purposes. Mm-hmm. But the only people you were allowed to do that to were people who were on, like, death row. But obviously there weren't enough people on death row to accommodate the medical students. So people would just, like, dig up graves, bring a corpse in. And it makes me really, think, like, think about... How many of those graves are empty? Because it's probably a lot of them. Yeah. Because it said that, like, a medical school would have to use, like, 500 corpses in a year. And usually they'd only be allotted, like, 20 from death row. Wow. So it's probably a lot of empty graves out there. Yeah, a lot is... of
0: unanswered, like, familial, like, history questions, too. Yes. That's unfortunate.
3: Yep. That. So that's really weird. But um, the other thing with death that they were really into is, like, death photography, which I know probably a lot of people know about this. But if you are unfamiliar... Um, the picture was recently invented, so the photograph, um, and it was really uncommon for people to have their picture taken, so when somebody died and they didn't have a picture of them, they'd be like, oh, shit, and they would just, like, prop those motherfuckers up on a pole and be like, okay, stand still, ha!" ha just joking, and then they go take a picture, <laughs> right? And it's always easy to see because those photographs, those really old ones, had a really long exposure time, so, right. um you know, you would have to stand really still for a long time. That's why everybody has such serious faces Mm -hmm. in those old pictures because it's hard to smile for a long time. Um, Anyway, since people kind of move even when they're standing still, they're kind of blurry for most people who are alive. But if you're dead, you can always tell a dead person the picture because the picture's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like perfect outlines (laughs) and you're like, that's... She looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's pretty crazy. The Victorians in general are bonkers. So I love that. Great story, but yeah. yeah. Would you go to a mummy unwrapping party? I don't know. I think I would be intrigued by the concept, because I love mummies. I love, like, ancient Egypt's really great, so I understand the fascination. Right. I would not eat it, though. I'd be like, we're really gonna eat them? Yeah, can I
0: plus one for the attendance and not the meal? Like, can I...
3: Right? That's so strange. Like, I can't believe, like, cannibalism was so normal, because it was just old cannibalism. Right. I don't know. Weird. It's posh. (laughs) (laughs) It's camp.
0: So my number one, (laughs) um, is a a wide net, but it's dinner time in the 50s through the 70s. Oh,
3: get into it I in thought the this is US great. specifically.
0: Um, so imagine this you've had a hard day at work, you know your wife is cooking up something nice. You know, you're working, you're working, you come home, and what do you get? Hot dogs and a jello mold. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally. I think it was
3: an, that must have been like an act
0: of, of revenge. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, exactly. But basically like recipes back then were not like tested at all. Mm -hmm. So if there's any sort of like recipe book from that era, like they generally just said, that looks nice. And they would just like send it or not even looks nice. That seems right. Right. So (laughs) just send it out and put it on the shelves. Um, and obviously like foods and grocery stores were not the same, like availability, like mm-hmm. importing things and stuff is so different now than it used to be. Yeah. So apparently all they had back then was like ham and mayonnaise and Yum. like peas and that's like it. And they would just put it in jello. Um so Ooh. I saw ham and jello. I saw um like spaghetti and wieners, so like hot dogs, which is actually still pretty popular, but they would also put that in jello. Did they call it salad? Everything was a salad. Okay. Everything um tuna loaf and then they put a lot of mayonnaise in a lot of stuff um and then a recent example i saw when i was researching on wikipedia um was a recipe specifically for the kids that is frozen pork beans and ketchup popsicles ew 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 that's disgusting so like you thought the goldfish were bad imagine mm. licking on one of these things
3: well um, you know maybe tomatoes should have been made illegal
0: <laughs> if you're gonna do it like that, that yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there are some instances she should not appear. Um but obviously there's like there's good retro, right? There's like pin curls and like poodle yeah. skirts. Oh, and nice. then there's bad retro. And Wolf. this is bad bad retro, like, get rid of the gelatin mold. I just can't imagine being alive during that time and that's your sustenance. It it must have been, like, an act of terrorism. She's like, you're gonna sleep with your secretary? Fine. Eat hot dogs and some gelatin yes. motherfucker. Yeah, I'm curious if they have any, like, document uh, documentation of, like, the woman actually eating what she makes. Or is it just, shit. like, I hate my kids, she I hate says, my husband.
3: I'm on meth, so I can't eat anything. <laughs> Everybody's on speed. It's <laughs> right? a pill. Yeah. That's probably, honestly, what happened. Probably. I mean, shit. God, I couldn't imagine being alive in that time period just as a woman but like if I had to cook also oh my god we'd be out of house and home I'm so bad at it
0: so yeah and the thing that gets me like okay so I've obviously made like jello shots for parties sure. and you have to get it like really hot and like pour the the gelatin Mm -hmm. in and all that stuff and then you pour it into a bowl and like let it sit in the fridge yeah so like I'm just imagining like the big mold with like hot dogs and like beans and stuff in it and you're pouring boiled water onto all of that stuff and then putting it in the fridge for it to serve it cold Dude. it just absolutely disgusts me does, does the jello cook it i guess it does i guess so i don't know if they're putting like raw things in there or not and then i saw a really interesting um bologna cake that was like bologna and mashed potatoes and mayonnaise like layered i bet in small doses that's I'd not probably bad eat that. yeah I'm let me not judge because i'd probably i'd probably eat it my birthday's coming up let's give me a bologna cake <laughs> <laughs> delicious mm. and scrumdily
3: okay so speaking of bologna My number one is the Kentucky Mead Showers. Oh? (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know if you know about this one. Don't. I heard it covered, I think, on a podcast of some sort. I don't remember which one. But I decided to... I sounded like Kermit the Frog just now. I decided (laughs) to dig into it a little bit more. And, oh my god, what the hell. So, um, this happened for exactly like one hour between 11 and 12, on the afternoon of March 3rd, 1876. So thank you, Victorians. Whatever the fun was happening, y'all was on top of it. That's also when the um, the Palisades, Nevada shit was going down. Too. The Victorians are like, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> shit, it was probably like somebody shot something out of the sky. Anyway, so um, what appeared uh, to be chunks of meat rain like red meat fell from the sky for for an hour in Bath County, Kentucky. So, no one ever figured out what kind of meat it was, even though multiple people ate it, like a bunch of freaks. People were like, "Hmm, tastes like lamb or like bear." Like like t- tons of people had theories, and so one person was like, "Quit eating it, everybody. Let's send it out for like scientific Uh, investigation, right, Right, let's have somebody, like, process it. Though it was the Victorian era, so I don't know how great that technology was. I should have put it on trial. (laughs) Well, when they did send it out for testing, it came back, um, and the people were like, so, it's one of two things. And they're like, (laughs) okay. And he's like, okay, it's either from the lungs of a horse, or it's an infant human,
0: Wait, how much meat are we talking here?
3: It, like, do you know? Okay, I do know that the chunk bits were, like, this big. Like, I don't know. I, how big is that? Like, like a two, yeah, sort little, of? Okay. Yeah, one to two-inch chunks of red meat. Um, really gross, right? But, yeah, it came back as infant baby or horse lung. Now, <laughs> how the fuck did that, all of that get up in the sky and rain down? There's a lot of theories about it. Someone's, like, maybe, like, a bunch of vultures... Came and just threw up all over the sure. sky. Um, but what's crazy is nine days after it happened in Kentucky, it happened in London too. And it was the same thing. So, same kind of horse baby meat. We don't know oh what gosh. it is. Um, so, nobody knows how it happened to this day. Still can't
0: figure it out. And that's where Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball came from. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. That I literally am losing my mind. About. Everything that's is so funny. inspired by something, and I think that's what it would be.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's it. Absolutely. But what's crazy is when I was doing this whole list, a lot of shit just rained from the skies that we can't explain. Yeah, like the blood, the There was meat. also, like, toads at one point, I think. I have heard of that, the, yeah. I think that was in France. I don't know. I just am like, what the fuck is happening with the weather that, that it, we just don't understand it? That meat can fall from the sky? That's right. fine. But, yeah, the Kentucky meat showers are my number one.
0: So. that's a good one to have as number one get Thank your you. umbrellas out everybody oh god it's so <laughs> gross i can't i don't even want to think about it anymore but so do you have anything to say to the people before we sign off i don't i just i hope everybody feels a tad more bizarre after that ah uh, that's a good one till next time bye bye
2: it has been so lovely having you in for our little tête-à-tête. if you have any further tittle tattles or salacious salutations you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tenspodcast.com Or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at TensonTenspodcast. That's 10S O N One Zero S podcast. Or via email at tensonspodcast at gmail
1: Until next time, ta-ta and toodaloo! at metro by t-mobile we're giving you more savings get the new iphone se now with 5g at the lowest price and prepaid just 79.99 when you switch i post a lot so i need a phone that keeps up with me and thanks to the iphone se with 5g and advanced 4k camera i'm snapping and sharing while my followers are smashing the like button switch and get the iphone se for just 79.99 only at metro Limited time offer, in-store only, Price for 64GB model with eligible port, $60 plan, and ID. See 5G device coverage and access details at MetroByTMobile.com.